welcome to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K show. Glad to have you all here with me. Coming to you. Sunny, beautiful San Diego, California on AM 1170 KCBQ. And joining me during this hour, amongst all my friends and family out there on Twitter at AndreaKShow.com. Twitter, find me there at AndreaKShow. At Instagram, it's AndreaKShow. Basically, it's all AndreaKShow everywhere, all day, every day. Joining me in this hour is my buddy, Paulie. How's it going? It's going good. Did you have a good weekend? I did, yeah. I went and did a belated Father's Day with my dad, uh, did some good barbecue with him, and uh, yeah, I really showed off my cooking chops. Well, good for you. What'd you cook? Beef kebabs. Beef kebabs. You know, it is hard to pull off a good kebab. They came out really well. Because it ends up being like really tough. If you if you get the wrong cut of meat, if you don't know how to cook it, you overcook it, and it ends up being like a mess. These were by far my best kebabs I've ever made. Well, well done. That's saying something. I like a man who can cook. And you know what? I like a man who can who can keep it real and keep it honest with politics and hit it hard. And so I'm glad to have my first time caller on the Andrea K show. Normally, by the way, you notice I'm not doing a monologue. We come off this weekend in which everybody has a great weekend. And it's like it hits the fan again today. It's like, boom, this morning. It's like there's no time to recover. There's no time to ease into Monday. No, we got it. We got to get right to it. And so today's topics are Brexit. It's hitting it hard in the fan on that. And then we got SCOTUS coming out with rulings. And so I'm pleased to have a first-time caller on the show, somebody who hits it hard. This is a man, James Herson. This guy's got 350,000 followers. No doubt you know who this guy is. And, of course, he's done everything. Best-selling author, media commentator. He's an analyst. He's been all over Fox and everywhere. He's also a law professor. He's a musician. I mean, Polly, I mean, there's just, like, not much that he hasn't done. And he's here to talk about Brexit. Brexit. James Herson, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, good to be with you, Andrea. How are you? Well, I'm good. Uh, you know, I, I, is there anything that you haven't done, James? I mean, from from <laughs> musician to lawyer. I mean, uh, come you on. know how resumes are. Yeah, there's a lot of things I haven't done. So I'm, but I'm happy to be on your show. Thank you. Are you telling me that you you fluffed your resume? And it's not all real. Oh no, it's all real. Okay. But you know, you st- yeah, I, you stick in everything, so yeah. <laughs> it looks like I've done everything. <laughs> well, I'm glad you. I'm glad you're not admitting to padding the resume here. Um, Brexit um, seemed kind of simple. People over there wanted independence. They wanted their nation to be independent, to be able to have their own destiny de- de- designed by them and decided by them. Seemed pretty simple. But of course, there's all the naysayers, all the doom and gloom. That was the way the, the Remain people tried to, to couch it. Of course, we had President Obama trying to put his you know fingers in there and put, put the pressure on, on the British people. So they voted. Their will was done. And now it seems like you would think that it would be even more people coming to acceptance of it. We had a great speech this morning by David Cameron, but there's almost hysteria going on now with Brexit. What do you see as the fallout? What's real with the fallout and what is trumped up for effect? Well, you hit the right words. Hysteria is the reaction. And who is hysterical? Well, it's the mainstream press. It's the institutions of the European Union and the related internationalist institutions. And it's the establishment at both sides of the pond, both in the UK and in the United States. And and that kind of hysteria reflects two different worldviews. And it really is not the same kind of politics, um, the same political spectrum that we're used to looking at. What we're talking about 
is people who see a value in the nation state sovereignty and the ability to control borders and negotiate your own trade agreements as a nation and those who have a vision a globalist vision of getting rid of borders um, a kind of a john lennon imagine vision imagine if there are no countries and there's no war and everyone's in peace and brotherhood singing kumbaya together Oh, and yeah, and, yeah what a beautiful, right, I mean, and excuse me for interrupting, and that's kind of the, the vision, a homogenous world where nobody, everybody speaks one, the same language, and, you, you know, nobody's allowed to have their own particular culture and, and or to be nationalistic. It's, well, and that vision is a delusion. Yeah. Because pragmatically, when you look at the world, the world is composed primarily of despots and thugs. And if you band them all together, the despots and thugs will take advantage of the mm-hmm. very few um, uh, countries that that have a tradition of freedom, and the United Kingdom, of course, you know we have a very special relationship. They're our cousin. The values of the United Kingdom were the values of John Locke and Thomas Hobbes that informed Thomas Jefferson and had to do with the birth of our nation. And I think one of the really key components that influenced the populace in the United Kingdom, and we we only heard about it. We did. It was reported here. But a lot of people were shocked to find out that London has a mayor, a Muslim mayor, who announced that he would ban advertising in the city of London if it had women in bikinis. Oh, we talked about it here on the Andrea K. Show. Well, yeah. good for you. And yeah. it was the alternative media that brought it to your public's attention. That went viral on social media. I think it had an effect on the Brexit vote because what it does is it shows the demographics of London have shifted so far that they elected a person who wants to, in essence, impose portions of Sharia law on the citizens of London in a way that violates fundamental free expression reflected in all of Western civilization. Although, and, it, although, excuse me for interrupting, although Londonistan, as it's called, you know, <laughs> the voted almost unanimously, you know, to remain. And I think that's in part because it reflects the fact that that mayor was it. And how was that guy able to be elected there? Because it's already pretty much uh, been taken over from within has. and transformed. There, it has. And there is tremendous disdain in the general population of England toward London. They feel that London has already left them, in a sense, and they don't mind... You know, there's the, and by the way, they spent better part of three to four months trying to scare, mm-hmm. trying to just put fear into the uh, British voters. And I say they, literally all of the, both parties, the establishment of both parties, the major economic leaders, the banks, World Economic Associations issued report after report, basically telling the voters, if you vote for Brexit, you will lose your life savings, your job, and your house. Well, they've they almost voted- they've, they've almost kind of created that temporarily because all of that fear mongering, I think, is part of the reason why uh, the stocks have dropped like they have and why S and P uh, down uh, graded them. But David Cameron, you know, hat tip to him, he said today. Uh, you know, we are well placed to face the challenges ahead. He says we have low, stable inflation. The em- employment rate remains the highest it's ever been. The budget deficit is down from 11 percent of national income forecasted to be below 3 percent this year. Uh, you know, so he's good for him. I mean, I didn't like his move for him to step down and resign because basically it showed a disrespect to the voters and, and the will of the people. But at least he's like given a little common sense analysis to the situation here. You know, enough of the fear mongering, because that's exactly what it's about. I said Friday. Oh, 
all I heard all day long, even on Fox, James, I heard, oh, uncertainty. Oh, my gosh, the markets don't like uncertainty. Oh, Lord have mercy. It was like, get the smelling salts out for everybody over the uncertainty. And I'm thinking, since when? Of course there's uncertainty, James, because in a free society, you're not supposed to be guaranteed certainty. You want that here in America. You go commit a felony so you can go to prison and get your guaranteed three meals a day and a roof over your head. How did we get to a place where we even have Americans demanding certainty, demanding you know centralized government to supposedly provide certainty, and giving up independence? I mean, Fourth of July is coming up. Yeah, exactly right. And uh, that's why Nigel Farage declared June 23rd England's and Britain's uh, Independence Day. By the way, the New York Times today has a top opinion piece uh, that says, quote, this is just the start of Brexit's economic disaster. This is New York Times. They are cheerleading the sale of stock, the falling pound. It's all going to change, maybe even this week, because I tell you what, uh, you know, there's a lot of hedge funds people. There's George Soros. There's a lot of people that want this prediction to come true. And I think those forces, plus the general psychological shakiness and fragility of the market, is creating Friday's results, today's results, but maybe even later this week. But, you know, there's bargains showing up now um, in the Dow and and in blue chip stocks across the world. And there are people that are going to say, hmm, the pound is pretty cheap. I'm going to invest in it. Those are the currency speculators. So I, this is all over nothing. And as right. a matter of fact, the United Kingdom, as an economic power, the fifth largest economic power, had a trade deficit with the EU. On every single level, the EU needed the UK more than the UK needed the EU. Yeah. The, EU uh, the UK being emancipated now means, for example, they can negotiate a deal directly with China. They couldn't do that before. Mm-hmm. China is chomping at the bit to get a trade deal directly with the UK. Now they have to wait until after the new leadership gets in place. So is the United States. And President Obama will not be able to stand in the way of that because the powers that be here, the corporate business powers, the Wall Street Journal types are gonna insist on it. Uh, Britain is gonna be far better off. Just as the United States would be better off, and this would be a wonderful trend. Let's get out of the WTO, Mm -hmm. let's become America first in terms of our trade, as Donald Trump is, is espousing, um, and we will all be better off. It, it, and so I, I find this, and by the way, they're doing the same thing with Brexit that the Republican Party is trying to do with Trump. They want to change the rules after the game. Mm-hmm. There's a big petition. They want Parliament not to ratify Brexit. They want Oh, and the EU is, is talking. To avoid the will of the people. And what's this about the EU trying to form some super state? That's the that's the latest thing I heard today. Well, that was their objective all along. The bureaucrat, globalist, leftist in Brussels. Remember, the European Union really started its initial start was as a trade group, and it was it was okay in the beginning because it was just about business. Then they started sticking in regulations. Um, and becoming more and more like a government, but not an accountable government. No, they not had to, they had based to... on representative democracy in any way. Right. And so, you know, but the problem with them, with the EU, and it's a dying institution because Britain will succeed. They're out. And Holland is very close. They're next. France will come after that. And pretty soon the only countries that would be in the EU will be countries on the take, like the reason Scotland wants to remain is the entire freaking country is on welfare. <laughs> so they love it. So you have 
Imagine an organization of European countries that are all broken, need welfare, and you see the future of the EU, which means a totally bankrupt organization. Yeah. In fact, the press sec- secretary for Margaret Thatcher said that, that, that it's nothing but a corrupt you know, organi- organization. If you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K. Show, and we're talking to James Herson about Brexit. Yeah, it, you know, um, I wasn't sure whether the domino effect was real or not. Uh, you know, um, you mentioned uh, of France. In fact, uh, Marine Le Pen, the front national leader, last night called for France to have its own referendum on referendum on the decaying EU. He said, I would vote for Brexit, even if I think that France has a thousand more reasons to leave than the UK. Uh, the, in the Netherlands, the polls show a majority of voters want a referendum. We had the, the Trump of Italy. She won uh, the mayor mayoral race in Rome. In fact, 19 out of 20 uh, mayoral elections in Italy for the five star, which is the anti-establishment um, group. They huge victories there. And so um, that party's leader has called for a referendum um, that Marcus, Marcus Kerber from Germany, BDI, uh, he, he got in some trouble with Obama, evidently, because he said, you know, um, he's calling for he said, hey, you know, we're not going to deny the UK a free trade deal after Brexit, because that's the one of the first things Obama did. Right. He's, right, he, he tried to allude to punish the back of the queue. And exactly. that really helped the vote for for leave because he people were so upset that President Obama was interfering with UK politics that they came out in, you know, these huge numbers and, and voted out. Mm-hmm. You know, like you point out, uh, Le Pen in France, there's someone, and they're all kind of Trump-like, these characters. Mm-hmm. And to a person and to every party, they accused of being, or they're accused of being racist oh, because they want to have sovereignty and enforce their borders. So they're using clever terms. They're calling the French Frexit. Maybe it'll be um, the Netherlands, I suppose. And uh, oh, I heard some really funny ones. You will be checking out. Yeah, I heard check out. <laughs> I heard it's a leave. I heard. Leave. Um, yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah, I heard frock out was one that I heard. Um, so yeah, there's some really funny ones. But yeah, but I think that it's real, and I think and you know. Maybe Kraut out for Angela Merkel if somebody can convert her, you know? Uh, Germany's the, I mean, if Germany's left as the only country supporting the EU, they'll either have to leave or go bankrupt. And I think that the people will insist on leaving. Yes. Well, thank you for being here. I appreciate it, James Hurston. How can people uh, read your stuff and get a hold of you? And I know they can follow you on Twitter at the Jim Jam. Jim Jams, and I'm uh, I write for Newsmax.com, and I have uh, my own blog at James Herson H I R S E N dot com. Awesome! Thanks so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thanks, Andrea. All righty, now don't go anywhere, Andrea K Show listeners, because when we come back, we're going to shift gears. Other big news coming out of the Supremes out of D.C. today, and y'all know I'm not an attorney, so I've got a legal expert. Pamela Haynes, who's going to be here, and she's going to help me break it all down and get into the bottom of it. What does it all mean? Anything important to us? So stay tuned. More Andrea K. Show on the other side of the break. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. 
I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657333. Miramar Kitchen and Bath. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Great time here with you all. Super excited. Um, shifting gears up to up to SCOTUS. You know, I've been saying for a while now, for a long time, going back well over a year, do you never Trump people? You know, I get it. I get some of your concerns and issues that you have with Trump. But the if for nothing else, if for no other reason, then I beg of you to not stay at home and I beg of you to get on a vote for Trump. It's the fact that we have openings on the Supreme Court. We will have more openings on the Supreme Court. Decisions are being made now. Decisions will be made in the future that will affect everybody's life. There were decisions that came today out of the Supreme Court. And like I said before the break, y'all know I'm not an attorney, but I know lots of them. And I'm pleased to have a new one here on the Andrea K. Show today who's going to help me break it down, help me understand what's going on with the Supreme Court. Pamela Haynes, Esquire, legal analyst and criminal defense attorney joins me now. Hey, Pamela, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Thanks for having me, Andrea. How are you? Well, I'm good. Um, good. So today we had a couple of big decisions. I guess they're big decisions. Um, they're major. Well, tell me why they're major. Because I hear that the uh, abortion uh, case out of Texas was overturned. And I'm not really sure what it changed in terms of the game for anybody. Well, what it changed was as follows. Texas had set up all these rules and regulations that went to shut down clinics in Texas. They had put up all these uh, new responsibilities and new laws that would have effectively put restrictions on a woman's right to choose. So well, did it, so what well, let me because I want to I have not had an opportunity to review the cases. So let me stop you there. So they would have affected their right to choose. What of right. the Texas regulations denied a woman the ability to get an abortion? Well, if it wasn't any place to go to get an abortion, they couldn't get one. So they were and going to they were going to get rid of all abortion clinics? They were getting rid of most of them if they didn't have an affiliation with the uh, hospitals in the area or with certain uh, clinics in the area, they wouldn't be able to uh, approve safe abortions. And uh, Texas said this was a problem because they felt that they were trying to protect the life of the mother. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Supreme Court said that was not true. They weren't trying to do that. And what they were effectively doing was just unduly burdening a woman's uh, right to uh, safe abortions. Well, I, I have a couple of 
initial reactions to that, not having read the story and thinking about wanting, expecting somebody to be affiliated. I feel like, you know, we should be expecting anybody who hangs a shingle as a medical license to have an, to be affiliated with an accredited hospital if they're going to be performing any kind of surgery. I mean, we don't no, want women, we don't, don't we want women to at least know before they go and get a nose job that they're dealing with somebody board certified and licensed and, and you know, if somebody's got to drive a little bit farther to go see somebody who's not a quack. No, isn't, isn't it wasn't that good? a little bit further. It wasn't anything like that. What they were doing was saying certified doctors, mm-hmm. people who had their license, had to be affiliated with a particular hospital in the area. It didn't matter that they might have had a statewide affiliation or they could have been affiliated in another area. They said it had to be affiliated with this one particular area. And the court said, no, it puts a burden on these women because they couldn't, you know, just go somewhere else. It cost extra money to go someplace else, places that didn't have these rules. The court said they didn't find how it helped the well, life of the mother. Well, I think, it, well, you know, I don't really know about this hospital, but I would imagine that it that if we're going to have... plural. If we're it have, wasn't just if, one. If we're going to have gun control, if the idea for gun control is to protect lives and, and having background checks done and licensing and making sure that, you know everything's up and up and that's supposedly going to protect lives. Why would we not have regulations involving abortion clinics and hospitals under the idea that it's going to help uh, protect people? You can have regulations. The Casey case said you could have regulation. However, as long as they don't impose an undue restriction on the woman's right to a safe and legal abortion, they can't do it. And what they were doing is uh, promoting a political view, trying to cut out abortions by, you know, saying, oh, well, we're not going to let this particular clinic uh, go ahead, even though they're licensed, even though they have an affiliation maybe somewhere else, because they don't have it with this I see. I just find I just find I just find it interesting that the left would argue for lack of regulation when they're strangling and it may not seem like a proper analogy, but they're strangling business in this country with overregulation. Talk about impeding somebody's, you know, right to to, you know, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. It's you know, we're supposed to be a free marketplace or we've got to sit in by these crazy people and. Washington last Andrea, week, try, no, let me finish, trying to the infringe the, con- not crazy. the Constitution. We had to sit in girl, to get civil rights laws. No, girl, girl, Nobody the Constitution. Would not listen the con- until you did something different, well, no, and that dramatic. First, no, they never listen. Girl, girl, don't make me have to cut your mic. You know that those Congress cut my people. Mic, but I they you, never listen. Listen, you know that the, the Democrats in D.C. had an opportunity to have expanded background checks. They chose not to. Why? Because they did not want due process, which the Constitution, the Constitution is not written in there that I have the right to, to have an abortion or to not have it infringed, but it does with my Second the Amendment abo- right. That is clearly written, written in the Constitution. Excuse me. It's not the Constitution. It's about the Supreme Court. Just like the legislature is a, the Congress is a second branch of government, the executive is the presidency, the Supreme Court is also 
a branch of government. Oh, I know, I and know they all about. set up their rules through their opinions, and that's what they did in this case. Oh, okay, the, we're, even we're, if I know, you I'm drawing had analogies. I'm drawing analogies there, here. They would have lost. Listen, it I, been a five I gotta, Okay, I'm talking to Pamela Haynes here about these SCOTUS decisions. I got to move on to to another okay. another case here, um, because you're talking about uh, separation of powers. Absolutely, which is why Texas filed a lawsuit against President Obama at, when after 29 times of saying he did not have under the Constitution the right as the executive to do what he ended up doing with DAPA, Texas was like, hold up. They didn't do that. They got a 4-4 split decision. When they do their jobs and put on a fifth justice, then we could have a full court and we'll see majority rule. Well, yeah, and if we had had somebody properly doing their job on SCOTUS— um, and which is to uphold the Constitution, J- exactly what you just talked about, separation of powers. I find it incredibly disturbing that there were four justices on that court that voted to uphold the trampling of the Constitution by President Obama with that DAPA. He said him, and that's by his own words, 29 times. You can, you can Google it if you don't believe me. 29 times he said, Mr. Constitutional Lawyer, that he did not have the right to do it. It is just an, it is going back down to the lower courts. It's an injunction. Had, it doesn't stop anything that's going on. had a five, a nine court decision where we had a majority, I would even entertain your, you know, your sentiment. But the fact is you had four and you had four right. and nobody wanted to vote on the, uh, person that was nominated you didn't have to have it but i think they need to do their job which they seem to not want to do no what they want to do is they want to give it to the people we're only a few months away there's absolutely no reason whatsoever to vote that's not part of the description in the constitution to give it to the people it talks about Congress. no what, what they the have the right to do what they have the, they are not required is. they are not required by the constitution they are, they are not required are. by the constitution to vote up or down they are they have the right to advise and consent, to and that means saying no. It. No, they don't. They have to no, they don't. It, I got one more. I got How one more case. They do not. Okay. They do not have to entertain. I got to get to one more, and it's this Bob McDonald ver- verdict. Uh, they set aside. They vacated the verdict. Uh, the judgment against him. Why should we care about this? We should care about it because now they have to go back again and make a determination if they want to prosecute him for what they said he did illegally. Which was. Uh, they said, I know, he, he took bribes, uh, uh, he took uh, gifts and favors, he, mm-hmm. uh, he did things for certain individuals who were his campaign supporters and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they found it rose to the level of a criminal uh, violation, and that's what they sent it up. And the court said, no, you can't do that, or you have to do it a certain way, and they probably remanded it. I don't know if they're going to take the remand up, but mm-hmm. he doesn't have a criminal conviction as we stand now. I, I, my understanding, what little bit of analysis I heard was that he did accept uh, different things, but there was no proof that it actually affected him in any way in terms of his, his official capacity. And that's a little bit of a concern to me, because I think if you give any gray area to these elected officials in terms of taking anything... You know, they get, they get enough out of us, Pamela, by, the, in, by way of taxpayer money in terms of pensions and salaries and all the different perks that they get. And I think that you, get, you have any judgment that gives any, any leeway to elected officials being allowed to accept things. And I got a problem with that because... Well, they, you know, Andrea, 
in this case, the thing that comes to mind was that, you know, he was getting a Rolex watch. That's mm-hmm. something that most people can't even afford. Uh, they said the guy paid for his daughter's wedding. You know, that scares me a bit. I think he's just getting uh, a little too close to his campaign supporter or his constituent to, you know, be doing that type of thing. But I I think that it's important that if they want to do it over, they do it over and see if they properly uh, convicted him of violating any laws. Right. So I think he deserves the benefit of the doubt right. if the court said it wasn't done properly. Well, right. I mean, I, I am somebody who would rather see a guilty person go free than an innocent person convicted. And I think that it is, and, and that's why I like defense attorneys, because I think that it, I really want to make sure that the government is held to proof beyond a reasonable doubt and whether it's a civil case or a criminal because that is what the barrier is uh, for us in terms of tyranny in many in many ways thank you so much for being here thank Um, you my pleasure all right pamela have a good rest of your day bye-bye now i know all right whoo i enjoyed chatting with her i liked her a lot hope she comes back on the andrea k show and i hope you come back because i'm going to take a quick break when i come back we got to get into some more hot topics of the day we got to talk about john Kerry. we got we got more to talk about here you know i could always got stuff to talk about so don't go anywhere we're andrea k show on the other side of the break want more andrea k follow her on twitter at andrea k show and like her facebook page at andrea k spelled k-a-y-e Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Hi, my name is Kalyan Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Polka Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A-Law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. All natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. 
Press Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea Kay Show. Boy, I just had me a good time talking to that Pamela Haynes about these SCOTUS decisions. She's a sharp cookie, and she she played along rather nicely with me, didn't she, Polly? She did, yeah. She had a lot <laughs> of strong opinions. Uh, not everything that I agreed with, but at least, you know, you know, it was intelligent and thought out. And, uh, yeah, she, she had some uh, interesting opinions. Yeah, I, I like somebody who has intelligent, thought-out opinions, even if they're wrong, like she she was wrong. Do you? What do you think she was wrong about? Uh Demanding that Congress appoint somebody to the Supreme Court under the, that Obama uh, appoints. I mean, absolutely, this close to the election, there's no reason to appoint somebody to the Supreme Court. It's not unprecedented. Uh, you know, Bush had two years left when he had uh, his open Supreme Court nomination, and they wanted to wait until uh, the next president came in. So, Congress is not required to take up and or meet with this man or take up a vote on him. They are not required. And how do we know this, if you don't believe me? Joe Biden and his own words. Biden himself during Bush actually uh, made the argument uh, before. I think it was, I don't remember who it was that uh, Bush put up uh, as a nomination. Actually, it might've been 41 back in the day. I don't remember, I don't remember who, who it was actually at this point, but that video has been all over the internet. Biden himself, the Biden rule as it's being called. So yeah. But if if any branch of the government is supposed to be held to what's uh, the precedent and what's been done before, it would be the Supreme court and precedent is not there to, say that they have to appoint somebody and fill that vacancy immediately. No, it's not in the Constitution. They do not have to do that. What's in the Constitution is advise and consent. And that means telling him, uh, given the advice, we don't like your dude, come back with somebody else. Or here's the advice, we're going to leave it up to uh, the American people. Um, I, I want to get into get back a little bit as I get into my next topic and to Brexit um, because um, I actually even teeing it up even more than that. I always put it out there to you guys. What stories do you want me to cover? And there's some really horrendous stories involving Muslim immigrants and crimes being committed. And that's one of the main reasons why Britain voted for Brexit. In fact, there was a great um, article um, that I read to where um, it it talks about uh, Britain's frustration with trying to put a stop. And I'm reading here. Uh, I think this was from Breitbart. Uh, put a stop to the insane idea of taxpayer-funded income supplements for inc- in- immigrants and the difficulty of ending this uh, because of membership in the EU. That had to do with a main reason why the people there voted to get out of, of the EU and wanted Britain out of it. And it's a main reason why Trump rose immediately to the beginning, uh, to the top of the pack at the beginning. It was because of open borders and it was because it was after the San Bernardino when he said, we need to stop bringing this importing terror into our country. You guys asked for a story that is just very difficult for me to report, and it's out of Idaho. Falls, uh, Twin Falls, Idaho. I don't know if you heard this story, Polly, but um, Syrian reports come in that Syrian refugees have gang raped. Gang raped. I think she's, oh my gosh, I'm getting so upset. Gang raped. She's five years old, either four or five years old. This was at a what? A low income, a government subsidized housing project. There were a lot of, they, they gang raped her and they did vicious things to her that I wasn't sure I could mention on air and I can't. 
I cannot bring myself to mention what these barbarians, these monsters did to her. And they were brought here by the United States government and we're paying for it. And they tried to hide this from the people and wouldn't even report on it. Finally, because they didn't want to say whether, whether they were here, were they immigrants, how long they had been here. Some of that information we still don't know about. Locals there tried to stop. There's something called the Federal Office of Refugee Resettlement. And they sent 300 refugees uh, in, in that area, some of it which ended up in, into Twin Falls. So they are intentionally, they know what they're bringing here. And they're trying to spread them out. In little little townships and little areas like Twin Falls, and they care nothing. These idiots. I'm talking to Pamela Haynes about these people sitting there, acting like uh, sitting on their butts in D.C. with their sit-in, acting like they just care so much about human lives that we got to do something about gun control when they are intentionally bringing in immigrants. This is part of that culture that's in Syria, and some of them are also from Iraq and Sudanese. This is their culture. This is what they do. We know that in Islam, nine-year-old girls are put out and sold to be brides. This is Islam, and this is what's being brought in. And what is John Kerry going around saying last week? He's going around saying there is zero evidence that refugees who make it through the screening process are any greater risk than other groups. Really? You tell me what gangs of of Italians that we're bringing here are going around doing this. We know that another uh, a woman in Sweden was raped and murdered in a refugee camp just a couple of days ago. We know what's happened to gang rapes and these refugee camps over in Europe. We know what's happening here. There was a study that came out last week after John Kerry said, quote, there's absolutely no evidence, my friends, zero evidence that refugees who make it through this arduous process pose any greater threat to our society than the members of any other group. This is what he actually said. After Tashveen Malik passed five separate background checks and had her visa approved before coming here and shooting up with her husband, Came here on a fiancé visa and what? Got, got weapons. Came here, came here, vetted five times. And there's no gun control laws that would have stopped that from going down because they got the guns illegally. There's no gun control law that would have stopped it. They got them from neighbors next door. And the government has done nothing to persecute any family members or anybody from the mosque who knew about it. Just, I, I, it's hard to believe that this is actually happening in the United States of America, that we actually have a government. And Paul Ryan is with us. Did Paul Ryan push back and say to John Kerry, that's not true? Another study came out last week, I think it's of like the 500 terrorist attacks or attempts at terrorist attacks that have happened in, in I think, the last decade. I can't remember how long the report, 500, 380, so like 400 of them, all immigrants. And even the ones that don't want to come here and, you know, shoot a, do what happened in Orlando and in San Bernardino. It's still a cultural issue. It's what Trump talked about, that we have a cultural issue going on here. The, when you are raised in a country of Sharia that, that thinks it's okay to do this to little girls, that's what we're bringing here. What, they suddenly are going to respect women? They suddenly are going to respect children when they come here? That's not what Islam is. And I'm not hearing any of this in the mainstream news. Nowhere. Just like James Hurston said earlier, mainstream media news didn't talk about the Muslim air. They're doing this on purpose because they want, they know the left is partnering with the Muslims because the Muslims are all about centralized power and the left is all, the Democrat progressives are all about centralized power. And none of them have a four-year-old daughter that's in a low-cost housing project that's subject to this. 
No, the Obama's daughters are surrounded by armed security all day long, taken taken to you know the private institutions. And none of them ever have to live under the under the weight of this and their own policies. John Kerry should have to have some of these people come and stay in his home with his grandchildren if he had any. It's outrageous. You're just tuning in, by the way. This is the Andrea K Show on AM eleven seventy KCBQ. Speaking of Muslim infiltration, more reports are coming out about Hillary Clinton and what's going on with her. God bless Daryl Issa. Speaking of Republicans speaking out, he actually was on Breitbart News this past weekend, evidently, and said that there is absolutely enough evidence to indict her. He says there's more than enough for an indictment. He says the statute about classified material holds you responsible not to transmit in an unsecure environment or to a person not cleared. It holds you accountable not to do that. And it's not based, he says, on whether or not the word secret is all over it, but it's based on the presumption that you would recognize classified material. He goes on to describe a little bit of classified material. Couldn't, couldn't say much, obviously. Like the mayor of Afghanistan who was working with us. Uh, we know Breitbart actually reported that, that uh, Clinton posted and shared the names of CIA protected American intelligence. Remember when these people were hysterical over Valerie Plain? We now have reports that Huma Abedin was telling people don't email her anything sensitive, wrote Matahuma. Thanks to my friend Peggy calls her that. I can explain more in person. What ended up happening was she was being hacked. Of course, we know she lied. She said that, that her server was completely secure and hadn't been tampered with. They had to shut down security protocols and shut the system down uh, because it had been hacked, making it even less secure. Uh, in an email, this one tech person says, someone was trying to hack us. He goes on to say later, we were attacked again, so I shut the server down for a few. Any of the rest of us would have already been doing a perp walk. There, there are many out there, even Republicans, who think that she's going to be indicted. Issa went on to say in this interview that he, he doesn't think that she's going to be indicted and that the judgment's really going to come down on the American people in November. And he said that we need to play judge and jury. And he said it should not even be a high bar. He said to be considered president, you're, not, you're supposed to be completely free of this kind of treachery against our, our country. And you know what else is treacherous and treasonous, in my opinion? It's the Obama administration and the Bush administration who failed to put a couple of Islamist groups with their hands all over terrorist attacks, including supposedly the, the bombings of the embassies in 98. This is the International Islamic Relief Organization and its parent entity, Muslim World League. Now, these are both directly funded by Saudi authorities. Both involved with Al-Qaeda, both have their hands on various terrorist activities, and both organizations were taking off, taking off the terrorist list. In fact, Bush, W, he didn't, want the, he didn't want them listed as organizations tied to terrorists because it might embarrass the Saudi government. So there's a lot of reasons why I think Trump was absolutely correct in his criticisms of W and his war on terror. There was a lot of things he did right, but he was far too in bed himself. He allowed as much, maybe not as much, but he allowed himself for the infiltration of the Muslims. This article um, that Pamela Geller has, it's far too detailed for me to get into on the show, but it's the most comprehensive report, comprehensive yet also succinct doesn't get too much into the weeds in terms of who who Ma Abedin is. Going back to her, how did she, back in 96, when she comes back, 
from living in Saudi Arabia with all our Muslim Brotherhood family and all their ties to these terrorist organizations immediately gets an internship with Hillary Clinton. This article goes on to talk about um, how she uh, was the uh, member of the executive board of the Muslim Students Association, which was created by the MWL in the 60s. Her ties go to the Institute of Muslim Minority Affairs, which was uh, founded in 79. Uh, her ties go to somebody named Gahad el-Haddad, who's an Islamic terrorist who actually worked uh, with all of them at the Clinton Foundation before he then went to work with the Muslim Brotherhood in Egypt, where he ended up getting a life sentence. These ties, this should be so shocking to everybody in America. How in the world do we have after 9-11 a woman whose family is embedded and is the very institutions of terror involving the Saudi government that have been literally committing acts of terrorism against the United States. It's mind-numbingly astounding to me that this is happening right now and that we actually even had Republicans like John McCain mock Michelle Bachman when she dared to speak up about it. The Republican Party is as guilty than Huma Abedin and that all the other Muslim Brotherhood and all the other associations from CARE and every one of them have infiltrated us to the extent that they have. And I think that there's further infiltration into the DOD coming. And when I, we're going to take a break, we come back, I'm going to get into my Military Monday segment and we're going to talk about a scheme that I think is all about infiltration into our last hope for national security. And that's the DOD when we come back from the break. This is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? Levita Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, Levita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at levitarx.com or call 866-507-1990. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting to any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A-Law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. We're in the home stretch here, the final stretch. I feel like a racehorse coming around a bend. Hey, racing season's going to be coming up here soon in Sandy. Do you know when opening day is, Polly? 
I believe it's July 15th. It's coming up very soon, shortly after the fair. There's about a two-week break, and then uh, we're going right back to the fairgrounds. Do you go to the races? I have never been before. That's one of the few sporting events I have not been to, but uh, I will be going sometime this year. I think you should. You know, I'm not a big, I'm not a gambler as it is, and so I've only been a couple times, and, you know, I think it's fun just to have that experience and say, you know, hey, I went to the races, and, you know, the horses are beautiful, and it's kind of and, you know, the Del Mar fairgrounds are beautiful and lovely, so I say go once, but uh, anyway. Uh, I'm not a huge, huge racing fan. I am a huge fan of gun rights. Obviously, you heard me dusted up with my girl Pamela Haynes earlier. Here's a, a shocking report uh, coming out of the OBGT community post Orlando. Shocking, not to us Second Amendment people, not to those of us who love uh, our right to keep and bear arms and understand why we need to have it, not just to protect us against bad guys, but an overreaching government. Uh, it looks like an LBGT gun rights, gun rights group uh, called the Pink Pistols uh, looks like their uh, the amount of their membership has doubled since Orlando. Because you know, remember how Obama was saying, "Oh, you know, it, it it doesn't make any sense that if there were more guns in there, fewer people would have died." See, these people they've got some common sense. Uh, they actually going on to say, "Bad people have guns, and the only people who can stop them are good people with guns." See, that to me kind of makes some sense. Doesn't that make sense to you, Polly? Oh, absolutely. I've been saying that for years. Yeah, someone uh, someone from the. A new member of the Pink Pistols told the Telegraph, had somebody been legally carrying in there, someone would have gotten to the killer, I have no doubt in my mind. Whoever it was down there in Florida, you legislators down there, that allowed, there is a concealed carry permit law in Florida, but they're not allowed to take it into an establishment that has more than 50% of its revenue come from alcohol, which is absolutely stupid because there's, no been, there's not been a case or any proof. Carrie wants to talk about proof. There's no proof. That, you know, suddenly, you know, somebody carrying it in that establishment means that, you know, they can't handle their weapon. So hat tip to the LBGT community uh, for getting on board and realizing that they need to protect themselves. Uh, The membership for one group uh, for gun ownership went from 1,500 members before the attack to 6,500 members. And there's a story coming out of Oregon, came out of Oregon this morning with a mother who came home with her children, found an intruder in the house, and took matters into her own little gun tote in hand. Hat tip to you, lady, for taking care of your children. Thank goodness that she had the right to carry up there and wasn't forced to have to try to urinate on them like these dopes in Colorado wanted. Before the break, though, I was talking about infiltration. This is my Military Monday segment. I think that this new uh, plan from Ash Carter, I don't know if you guys have heard about it, called the Force of the Future Personnel Reform. Doesn't that sound exciting? Force of the Future. Oh, they're going to try to take care of us. They're going to bring some measures to the DOD to you know strengthen our security. What they're talking about here is something called lateral entry into the military's high-ranking officer positions by allowing them to be lifelong civilians. Let that sink in. That means that the Obama administration, who's been pushing out our top brass for years now, men who rose up through the ranks, had love of country, understood military bearing, understood what it meant to be in the armed forces. That entire culture loved it, lived it, gave their life blood for it. Those people are being pushed out and being replaced with government selected officials. Infiltration. And they've got all these excuses for it in terms of, you know, how it's supposedly, oh, well, we just don't have enough technology people going on in there. Are you kidding me? We've been, uh, anybody who, who knows anybody who's got family in, in the military knows that they are some of the most high-tech positions in the world. But if you need somebody more high-tech, 
They've got the GI Bill. Have them go take some classes in it. Because we all know that there is a very unique culture. It is a world unto itself. And if you and if you bring civilians into it, you destroy it. And that's the very idea behind it. And look what it does to the morale. What, what's the purpose of anybody enlisting if they don't even have a career path and can't even rise up through the ranks? You know, there were years I saw, I saw Newt Gingrich give a speech on the fifth anniversary of 9-11 at AEI, and he said that they were going to try to get into and to take over our DOD. It was the only last department that we had that was somewhat functional and had not been infiltrated, and this is really the way for them to do it, to try to justify replacing our top brass, men who've earned it, men who lived it, who've been on the front lines, who understand the enemy and are willing to lay down their life for it. If you haven't been on the front lines and worked your way up, you have no business being at the top. Being, we're talking about levels like colonel. Um, one detractor from this said they will enter a culture they don't, don't know, don't understand, or potentially appreciate. The Marines around them will likely be challenged to appreciate them as they would a fellow Marine. Compl- the whole chain of command would be completely destroyed. And they are nothing without their chain of command. Absolutely nothing. It's the, it's the very fabric. It's like you pull on a string and the entire suit falls apart. Anything you want to add to that, Polly? Were you former military? Polly? I'm not. My brother was, though, and went into a very high-tech field. He actually did uh, information technology for uh, the Army when he was in, uh, worked at some of the top military bases across the country uh, and around the world, actually. He's been, he was in Korea. He's been overseas a bunch of times. And once he got out of the military after uh, seven or eight years uh, in the Army, he has been working very uh, high-tech well-paying jobs uh, as a government contractor doing the same kind of thing, but as a civilian. And that, that just undermines everything that my brother has done. Absolutely. He served with honor and he, you know, he, he did good things for the army and he's still continuing to do good things for the military. He's working on a Navy base right now uh, doing IT at hospitals. This is because we have an administration that has never had any appreciation for our military. At the end of 2016, I've talked about this movie so many times, Dinesh D'Souza said the plan was by the end of 2016, we would be militarily neutered and economically neutered. And that's where we are as we roll into the end of 2016. I'm at the end of the Andrea K show. I got to thank my guest, James Herson, who talked to us about Brexit I got to thank Pamela Haynes, who brought me some fiery debate over SCOTUS and what's going on out there. We've got to get a we've got to support Trump so that we can get the right SCOTUS nominations. We don't always get it right. It's it's odd. The Republicans don't have a hundred percent, you know, kill rate, hundred percent accuracy when we, when we nominate Supreme Court justices. Every Republican's been disappointed, but the Democrats always get it right. You sit at home or you vote for Hillary in any way, shape, or form. And you can say goodbye to America as we know it, because that's that's really where we're at with the SCOTUS. I'm going to be right back here tomorrow night, two o'clock, Tuesday night at 8 p.m. right here. Let's keep the conversation rolling. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. Go like my new fan page. I hate to call it that, but that is what it's called because I'm maxed out on friends on my regular profile. Uh, I'm on Instagram. No, I hadn't gotten on Snapchat yet. Uh, my website is AndreaKShow.com. I'm starting to get a lot of comments and questions and from, you know, suggestions from people there and um oh tomorrow night we're gonna have last week's fool this week's tool award so let me know what you think there and do i have like 20 seconds left polly okay somebody posted today i gotta throw this out there to you guys topic suggestion somebody said what if you do a mock trial of hillary have a prosecutor and a defense attorney lay out the case opening statements 
evidence presentation, closing arguments, and then have somebody be a judge. I love the idea. I would need you guys to get behind it. Let me know if you think it's a great idea. And if so, I can start getting that in the works. So let me know what you think about that. Love you all. Have a great night, everybody. Take care.